back to the Go Go Joe podcast, a podcast in which we go through the 1999 filled adaptation of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, scene by scene, song by song. I am one of your hosts, Avital, and I'm the other one. I'm Abigail. Don't get us confused, or do. It's fine. <laughs> Today we will be talking about the first real number of the show, if we're being honest. Jacob and Sons. We don't need to do a wrap-up from last time, do we? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they'll remember any dream will do. Oh, God. So, uh, starting us off, right after um, Donnie Osmond looks right into the camera and destroys me from the inside, not in a fun way, <laughs> the doors fling open again. Maria Friedman, as the narrator, walks in with the coat. Because he has the coat now, because we don't know when it's happening. If this is a dream sequence, if it's after the story, if it's before, if it's that, you know that... No, I'm just going to make a stupid comment there. <laughs> that's irrelevant. Um, but it's like, out of time or something, we don't know. It's very unclear what, like, why does this happen? Like, it, it's given this symbolic weight. She walks in with the coat and she gives him the coat and he, like, nods at her. Yeah. And he walks back out the back doors. It's handed to him like it's an American flag or something. And it's like, what? He hasn't been given the coat. The, the coat. And he, he doesn't... Next scene he's in, he's not wearing it. No, the, so. the symbolism of the coat is so confused. Yeah, it's so small in the scheme of things, in the story, in the actual Bible. Yeah. That it, and so, like, why, why is it the thing? I mean, I know it's the title and it's fun. But it's given a symbolic weight, kind of. It's, like, it's not actually given any symbolic weight. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to. Like, if you want to build a, a, you want to build a narrative around it, go ahead. But they didn't. Yeah, it just turns up. It's like, here, take the coat. And he's like, I'll take the coat. And he maybe, walks out. Maybe they think that's what has the power of the dreams. Maybe. That's why it's called a dream coat. Maybe. Because, I mean, it's a British-made show. Uh, we don't really do God. <laughs> <laughs> We're just discussing that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe they prefer to think of it as coming from the actual coat. Who knows? Uh, so then Maria Friedman walks onto the stage, the curtains open, we get a shot of the set, and then we are transformed, taken into... It's like a painting of the, the backdrop, and then suddenly it's real, it's, except it's, you know, all fake. It's all, it's all very fake, and intentionally so. It was a stylistic choice to keep everything looking like a play, like a school play. Yeah. Uh, and I actually think it's quite charming, because I think if they would have tried to make it even a teensy bit realistic, it would have been... Well, I mean, we saw what they what happened when you tried to make another silly Andrew Lloyd Webber film realistic. You get cats. Just oh. acknowledge it. It's fun. It's cute. <laughs> Maria Friedman also looks right into the camera. Way, way back many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began. Uh, here's a cute little fact, dear listener. Growing up Jewish, speaking mostly Hebrew, 
I didn't know what the word Bible was. <laughs> I didn't know what Bible was. Because, like, what? I, don't, I know what the, the Torah is. I know what the Tanakh is. What's a Bible? To me, Bible reminded me of Babel. So I thought that, like, the Bible was, like, an occurrence, like a, a, a historical event that happened and kept going. Which and then is, this is not long after it. Which is funny because you wouldn't, you also wouldn't have associated it with Babel as in the Tower of Babel or Babel because you don't say Babel in Hebrew, you say Babel. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I thought it was like an event that happened. And this is not long after that event had begun. <laughs> Maybe they got confused. Um, I just, I, I did not know the word Bible and it sounded like interesting, but I didn't know what it meant. I also find it very funny that she's opened on like the first page. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is definitely not right. Definitely incorrect. It's about, it's about halfway through the first book. Yeah, something like that. And, <laughs> and then the sheep. The sheep are on the running track, so it's, it's a cool little bit of, of animatronics or whatever. Um, <laughs> just to let you know that they're farmers. Farmers, they're sheep, they're, they're on the They're the track. men of the sheep and crooks. Men of the sheep and the crook. Yeah. And the sheep look really funny because they're just like a row of sheep on a turntable. Mm -hmm. They will come back. <laughs> yes. And she... <laughs> what is it? Chekhov sheep? Chekhov sheep! It is definitely Chekhov sheep. We run into Sir Richard Attenborough on the track in his chair. In his most dignified role yet. <laughs> and the narrator rudely wakes him up. I like to think that this was just Richard Attenborough asleep on set. <laughs> like, I like to imagine that Richard Attenborough isn't acting at any point in this film. <laughs> He's definitely not singing. Definitely not singing. And he's also holding like a picture in his lap or something, and it's it it's really unclear what it is. Capital <laughs> thinks it might be Donny Osmond. I think it's a headshot of Donny Osmond because he's his favorite son, as we will soon find out. I mean, I'm guessing it's later you get that it's his wife, but maybe it's Donny Osmond in drag. Oh, oh, we need to see if it is. Oh, I hope it is. So then she gets all up in his face and screams, Jacob, Jacob and sons. And then we have the row of women. The, it's, it's his the, wives slash concubines, I'm guessing. The treadmill of women. <laughs> and they all have really fun headwear. You so don't agree? It's a medium shot with the narrator behind this, this, this passing by row of women. And each of them have a different household item on their head one of them has a spinning wheel one of them has a basket of yarn one of them has a teapot one of them has a watering can and i don't understand why it's a working household they have to present it represent it somehow i guess but also like you said it's unclear are these his wives because we know he had two and then two like, I mean, I know it does it does follow relatively faithfully the Bible, but I mean... This is definitely more than Bilhah and Zilpah. Than the named wives and concubines. Yeah, yeah. and I think that these women are just here because, oh no, we don't and have Rachel any... should be dead. Ra she is dead. <laughs> she is dead. Yeah. She talks about her in a minute. Doesn't mention Leah, though. Mm. Yikes. So... <laughs> um... It's also pretty funny how, like, they 
are like, oh God, we need more women in the show. <laughs> oh God, we didn't write here. Here, these are all of his wives, and they all, all very covered up. All very covered up, having a Bedouin tea set on their head, along with like <laughs> thermos flask. <laughs> I like that detail. And I do not enjoy the fact that canonically all of his wives call him dad. Mm, yeah, it's always creepy when people do that. Yeah, like canonically in the musical, not canonically in the Bible canon. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be super weird. I, I do not need to know about that. Uh, but they're all dressed like head to toe in, in the, these um, sort of Yemenite traditional outfits with like these, the head, the eyes are even covered. Yeah, they're wearing these masks. Uh, and then comes my one of my favorite parts. You like Ruben! <laughs> Ruben! So all the sons are represented, which I always find funny because I learned the order of the sons according to when they were born. The order they were born for each like mother. mother. Yeah. So I learned them in that order. And this is just random. I don't know what, just to make it rhyme. Like it starts off good. Reuben was the eldest of the children of Israel. Simeon and Levi were next in line. And then it just goes off the rails. Yeah. Now, just to fit them all in. <laughs> so, uh, the wigs. The wigs <laughs> must be discussed. The beards are not bad. Right. But the wigs... Well, they're sort of doing this mixture of the desert people, so they're all dressed with these turbans and these robes, and then they've got this long hair, but they need to make sure it's curly. It's very, it's, they, they must have like the best baby list <laughs> of all time out there in the desert. And maybe sand's just really good for curls. Now, I will say I do quite enjoy the smidgen of diversity that we have within mm -hmm. the brothers. It doesn't make sense according to, you know, which mothers they were born to, but whatever. Who cares? The fact that we have two black men as the yeah. brothers is Judah and Benjamin. Um, and what did we find? That there was one... Yeah, one of them was... One of them is Jewish. Like, in the sense that he's on those lists of, of Jews you might know. Celebrity Jews. Like, the encyclopedia of Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Jew or not Jew. And it was, I'm pretty sure... Uh, Simeon. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and there are Canadians. Oh, good. There are also diverse. <laughs> Diversity points. And I mean, it's impressive in England in the 90s. And also the fact that we have two larger bodied men as Asher and, uh, and yeah. Cat. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody really pays any attention to that. No. And that, that part's not played for laughs. Except for... Bring that up later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I will... I cannot continue without remarking on um, Zebulon's boob window vest. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's stunning. I want one. Why is he wearing that when they're all in, like, robes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all covered up and kind of sensibly dressed for the desert. Except for Zebulon, who's a full slut. Yeah. Arms bared. Cleavage out, yeah, belly, belly out. out. Yeah, it's very strange. But they're all screaming their names into the camera, and it's very funny. Yeah. Right, right by Jacob as well. Into his face. Who look? He's like playing old. Maybe he's deaf. He's, he might be. He's just kind of like, oh yeah, it's all my kids. And then <laughs> my actual favorite part. 
of this entire Oh, I do need to throw in the fact that Benjamin is wearing a little um, skull cap, a little yamulka, kapul kippah, however you say it. Um, little rainbow one. It's very cute. Yeah. It's it's sweet. It's like, oh, I know that. I recognize that. that that's, <laughs> that's Jewish. That's Jewish. That's, that's me. <laughs> so here comes my favorite part. <laughs> Benjamin and Judah, which leaves only one. Joseph Jacob's favorite son. And you have Donnie Osmond walking through the desert, just looking around. And, <laughs> and to back up, back up the original, the earlier song lyric. He does shout, Dad. Dad. He does shout, Dad. But like before he shouts, <laughs> before he shouts, Dad, he like looks to the side, does a double take. And he's like, <laughs> Dad, as if he hasn't seen him in years. Um, Dad. And then like Jacob walks up to him, and they and like he runs up to him like a child, and they hug, and he's like, oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> last episode we talked about how Donny Osmond was intrigued by the role because he's like he gets to play him as a oh yeah as, a, as an 18 year old as an like no this man is fully 40 yeah acting like a child and he's forgotten funny. what it's like to be 17 and he's like dad and then they all in fact in fact he wouldn't know what it was like to be 17 because his family's super weird yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just it's so funny because it's just like <laughs> dad and then they all gather together and take a photograph. Yeah, with this big old-fashioned camera, Maria Friedman uh, gets it out. Everyone's all squashed <laughs> in. Maria Friedman gets it out. <laughs> she does. Yeah. And takes a big flash photo. There's a close-up of Richard Attenborough giving his best smile. And then, and then obviously they cut to, like, it's the photo on screen, which is cute. It's... What's really weird is in the original version, which is not made for TV, which is just made for the stage, they also do this. Yeah, it, no payoff. It's so, it's such a strange decision. It's like, we're taking a family photo. Why? Why? <laughs> to, to commemorate all their happy memories together. It's, it's, no. I, so... That's how it ends. You get like a little sepia toned zoom out photo and. To make it look old fashioned. To make it look old fashioned. Because it was way, way back many centuries ago. Not long after. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy the a bit of anachronisms, but like they don't make sense. They're, they're, they're not motivated by anything. <laughs> and also the fact that like she's holding just a holy Bible. Like wrapped probably in like that leather, like that plastic imitation like leather yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a nice big one as well. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> like I get it, but there's a lot of things that I'm like, but why? <laughs> but why? So when it comes to the history of the song, this is actually um, one of the original original songs of the show. Like in the original version, this is what started the show. This is the opener. Yeah, uh, and then you can hear it in well, the <laughs> well. In the uh, original one we saw, it was actually a pretty much word for word the Bible. This one begat this one. This one begat this one. This one begat this one. Oh right! I don't know if that counts because it was so boring. They cut it. I I. This is the first song. Yes. <laughs> this is yes. the first song. In most versions, 
in all of the versions, when you listen to it on the track list, it comes together with the bum 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 this is from the beginning, basically. Yeah. Um, and they added a, the second verse uh, right. later. Like, not that much later. By the time it was on uh, the West End in the 1972 original cast, it was there. But in the 1969 version, it wasn't there. It jumped straight from the first Jacob, Jacob, and Sons to Reuben was the eldest of the children of Israel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this song is another delightful example of Andrew Lloyd Webber hates women and Sopranos. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't written for a woman. So change the key. Why? <laughs> when you could just have Jacob! Jacob and Sons! And you don't need to do any work. Like, there's a reason why so, like, quite a few of the female singers just opt down to Jacob! Jacob and Sons! And just let the chorus Sopranos scream the Jacob! It's so unnecessary. In fact, the original Broadway run, which was the first time there was a female narrator, yep. that was the point where she was trying something completely different because it just wasn't going to work for her. Very difficult to sing that note night after night at the night, the beginning of the show. Um, the female harmonies have always been there. There was always just the... Always, oh, that's that's been a part of it ever since the beginning. Well, I, I, I'm assuming it would be the kids stood in the background doing that bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. I keep forgetting. <laughs> this is like for children, for children by children, honestly. Uh, hey, that's a, that's a point that Tim Rice makes later. <laughs> I I think it's 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 a really cute song. Uh, it's very interesting to see the progression of it, um, how it starts off in earlier versions really slow and kind of bad. Just like <laughs> way, way back many centuries ago, not long. Like it's very plodding. And yes, the fact that it's a male voice, it's a little lower. It's a bit more speaky <laughs> rather than songy. Um, so I will commend the production and the uh, music editing of an arrangement of the film version because it's really high energy right in there already on and up it doesn't need to build up with the added harmonies it just yeah. starts really high really exciting oh you want to see who are these oh that's jacob oh they're his sons wow <laughs> yeah you've gone from like the little dream and then it went into the music bam bam yeah and then and it then... keeps you on a high rather than just like Way, way back, many centuries ago, I was like, okay. It's very, it's very, even though it's an introductory, you're right in there in the action. Exactly. Kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't know when the brothers screaming their names at the audience became a thing. I just know that it was a thing before the film because we heard it on the Canadian cast. Yeah. Which also Donny Osmond was part which of. Which Donny Osmond originated the role in yes um so that's interesting i wonder when they added that and the film version is the one in which they have a full stop before the last sons all of them have a bit of a a, a rubato a bit of a slow down towards it. it's like jacob 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 and sons but this is the only version or at least this is the version that started it just being a stop Sons, and I also.
also think that works. Big finish. Yeah, I also think that works a lot better as a big finish rather than a slow down, going down, and now it's the end of the song. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a cute one. It's a good one. I like it. The scene is wonderful. So, in conclusion, it is a fun, cute song. A good way to start the show. It's a shame they don't start the show with it anymore. <laughs> but you have to pat it out somehow, and it may as well be nonsensical. It may as well be. I, I do enjoy this song, though. I think it's very cute. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Jacob and Sons. Uh, join us next time for Joseph's Coat. It's, a, it's another very good one. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>